Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. We're so grateful that you are joining us, and I know people join us at various times as you're on the road or heading home. And if you're here on Grace FM, if you're in the Colorado area, of course, the metro area from Cheyenne, Wyoming, we have a signal that reaches from Cheyenne, Wyoming to south of Castle Rock. It's 89.7 Grace FM. I hope you would tell people about it. That's our main way of getting the word out about our radio station is through social media and through your word of mouth. Uh, and so 89.7 is up in the metro area, all the way through Fort Collins, Greeley, up in Estes Park, and all sorts of places. And then when you're heading south into Colorado Springs, it's 101.7 you got to change the dial down there, and we're grateful to be able to air Calvary Live and Bible teachers throughout the day. And Calvary Live is aired on two other radio, uh, large radio networks, Hope FM. Hope FM is uh, covering the areas of uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, and a shout-out to all our friends out in on the East Coast. Uh, I don't know what kind of snow you got. We got some snowy conditions this morning ourselves. And then we're also uh, airing on Truth FM. We've been on Truth FM for quite a while now, and they cover Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. And you know, you've you've heard since uh, the end of the year last year, uh, um, you've heard me share with you that it's good to support local Christian radio. And so would you choose to do that uh, after your tithe to your church? Uh, consider supporting local Christian radio. And I know that there are other radio stations, you know, specifically uh, music stations that really do the praise-a-thons and they really press those times of giving and grateful that the, they can have really good music on as an alternative. But what's important and what's needed, and this is a part of the vision of our church, is Bible teaching. Um, probably the, the top two uh, things that I hear from a person who has heard systematic expository Bible teaching which is basically verse by verse through a book of the Bible, through the Bible, till you finish 66 books. What I hear, the two top things I hear in our church, I'll just say personally of someone that might be in our church, is one is uh, I've learned more in six months through Bible teaching, this style of Bible teaching, than I did in all my previous relation, all my previous walk with the Lord. Now, that could be a lot of different factors, of course, but the reality of the power of Bible teaching uh, is cannot be over uh, overspoken, you know, overstated, I should say. And the uh, the other testimony or the other thing that people will share, uh, and we get this through radio too. I I was just putting down, uh, just reviewing some of the listener responses we get through our our live broadcast or through our uh, Bible teaching radio program, Abounding Grace. Um, just thinking, the other testimony is is that I didn't know that was in the Bible. 
I mean, you hear that, I didn't know that. And again, there's different reasons for that, of course. But when you teach through the Bible, you cover every topic, and you cover it thoroughly in the context of which it was written to the audience to which it was written to bring it applicable, to make it applicable for today. And so would you please, if you're listening to this broadcast on a local Christian station, would you please contact them and support them financially? Because it is a financial, there are financial needs when it comes to radio stations. And so you guys on Grace FM, um, I, I boldly encourage you to support Grace FM. We just revamped our giving portal, uh, and it is uh, much easier to use. Go to gracefm.com, gracefm.com, and join us. Join us on the journey. Uh, let me read to you. Let me give you a heads up. Let me give you a heads up. I have to share this with you. You'll hear it on Abounding Grace later, but check this out. This, this is a testimony of Grace FM. It says, in 2017... Uh, we became homebound and discovered Grace TV just weeks before it went off the air. Now, you guys in Colorado, you may know and remember that here at Calvary Aurora, we leased some television stations and, and gained access to television 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we did that for many years uh, until they sold the stations out from under us and didn't tell us. We probably would have bought them or at least prayed about it. So... Uh, we had Grace TV, and what Grace TV was was a um, a sort of a version of Grace FM. You know, we aired really rough cut videos of Bible teaching, and I was on there. Uh, Al Pittman, Skip Heitzig, Greg Laurie. There was a lot of great teachers that we could bring twenty four seven over the air because you know Christian television needs more teaching, right? So they were they were watching Grace TV before it went off the air. And let me get back to it. Here's the testimony. We felt well enough to attend services for a few weeks, and by being there in person, we found out about Grace FM. We listened, and a foundation of trust was established, and we praised God for our new church home by way of radio. My husband had some bad falls and now has 24-hour care, and so we started listening to Pastor Ed and daily on Grace FM, and it's been a lifeline. Even the services are live on Grace FM. And our Father is so good to us to care for us, it's taking my breath away, as she was writing that to us. Radio, radio, radio. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, the power of radio. Please support us. Go to gracefm.com, and you can uh, sign up recurring and be on there. I forgot to give the number. Uh, Usually I have an introductory uh, some things to share, so I forgot to to give you the number, 303-690-3000. You can use that number anywhere in the country, whether you're listening online or on another station, 303-690-3000. Or you can text me, 720-336-0897. So remember, 303-690-3000. Remember, if you're listening on Hope FM, support that station. You're listening listening on Truth FM, uh, support that station. And if you're listening on Grace FM, join us. Join us on the journey. You guys in Colorado that have been listening to Grace FM, you know, we turned seven years old. Um, man, you know. You know how God has used it. You know how he encourages you. You you know. Um, and I, I said seven years, but it's actually eight years. Sorry. 303-690-3000. Uh, you kind of lose track of time when the Lord is using you. 
and I can't keep uh, can't keep all of that stuff in my mind. I was thinking uh, we while we're waiting for calls because it's kind of a slow go calls. Hopefully our phone lines are up, um, but while we wait, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I want to I want to encourage you uh, to listen to a Bible study that I delivered last night here at Calvary Church in Aurora, and it is on the topic of forgiveness. And I, I really believe the timing of the message is powerful. I believe that God used it in, in the growing gathering that we have on Wednesday nights. Man, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and it's in 2 Kings, and it, it is also paralleled in Jeremiah chapter 52, and it's the the scene of King Jehoiachin, who was in prison for 37 years, was suddenly released by the king of Babylon, Evel Meridoc or Meridoc. And and it just struck me of a beautiful picture of forgiveness. And the, the Lord used that. And so here's the deal. If you want to email me personally. Uh, I will send you a copy of the PDF, and I'll send you the link to our website or to our app uh, to listen to the study. You got you got to get the app. I mean, the app we get to deliver things right to your phone, and and we're using it a lot more. So um, please uh, connect with us. You can email me personally if forgiveness is an issue in your life, Pastor Ed at CalvaryAurora.org. And please just be patient with me as I get a lot of email. Uh, my assistant doesn't respond for me. I do it, and I'll respond with a link to the Bible study and to the PDF that we, to the PDF that we I mentioned and I referenced uh, by a brother, Pastor Craig Caster of San Diego. Um, so, lots of stuff. Give us a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Text me seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We're going to go to the phone lines now. Uh, we're going to go to Marie in Greeley, Colorado. Marie, welcome to the program. God bless you, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. I have just a quick question. Um, okay. So last, a few days ago, I heard something on the radio. One of the pastors said that churches tend to apply rules when they don't feel like grace is enough. You know? And that really struck me. And I'm to the point where, like, it really made me question the church I go to, you know, because I believe I okay. grew up in a very strict church. You know, yes. we wore skirts and all that good okay. stuff. And then I, I was questioning, like, in my heart, I believe that the Lord is telling me that it's time, you know, because I've been there for 23 years. And the thing is, I've been speaking to my mom about it, because, you know, she's like my spiritual guide, but she's like, you have sure. to protect your heart. Not everything is right. And I'm just like, but the thing is, if the Lord puts something in my heart to change churches, because I believe, like, it's just, yes, I'm not, I'm to the point where I just don't believe it's offering me anymore. It's just more goals and more what you have to do to get to heaven. Yes. And I guess I'm just saying, you know, I'm to the point where if God puts it in our heart, is that right? Or is that, do we have to be careful with that? Because, you know, the Bible does say that we have to guard our heart. Sure. What it's first of all, I'm I'm sorry that that uh, it hurts me to hear this. It it 
it you know it's a painful thing to hear that the fellowship family that you're in is is disrupting that sweet relationship that you have with Jesus and you know we're human so there's no perfect church we always have to remember that um, none of us get it right none of us have it perfect it'll be one of the great surprises of heaven of course that we just find out wow we we did really well in that area and we didn't do so well in the other area and and when you think about this idea of rules um, let's be careful and without and we aren't going to name your church but we'll have to use your church right so I'm not going to name it but let's let's be careful to know that every church you attend will have rules um, not necessarily rules related to salvation right but you know there's always decency and order in every church and sometimes people will misconstrue rules as legalism and legalism only really applies to uh, the teachings that would say that you must do this in order to be saved and you must do this in order to stay saved um, for example in our church family I ask and this isn't a rule it's it's a it's a relationship and I'll, I ask those that are going to join our staff uh, that receive the tithes and offerings of the church to support their family, I ask them to abstain from alcohol. Even though I know the Bible doesn't teach uh, that drinking alcohol is a sin, to me it's not a sin issue. To me, it's I don't I don't want to I don't want the tithes and offerings of our church to go to drunkenness and go to drinking and and I want to be a good example to people that are wrestling. Like a brother last night was sharing his testimony with me. And, and he's been in our church for nine years. He's a beloved brother. I love him dearly. He serves uh, in, in wonderful ways. And he was just telling me last night that when he was sitting, he kind of pointed to the chair he was sitting, and he says, you know, I, I came to this church a drunk, and I committed my life to Jesus Christ right there, and I've been sober ever since. And I looked him in the eye, and I said, that's why I don't drink. I don't drink because I don't want to stumble you. And now some have looked at me and very directly and said, well, you know, you're, you're being legalistic. I'm not being legalistic with that. And so in those types of things, you have to be careful because um, I'm not saying that has anything to do with salvation. I'm not saying anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm simply saying in relationship to ministry, let's do all that we can to reach the lost. Let's do all that we can to not offend. And, and, and so sometimes there's gray areas when it comes to this and so we have to be careful now the third thing i think of with your church it does sound like and even from your own words that they're teaching about things you have to do to be saved uh, i'll clear it up for you from the bible the thing you need to do to be saved is belief that's the list jesus said if you believe in me you'll be saved if you don't you won't and Everything else flows from relationship, and and so it sounds like that you have come to terms with the reality of the teaching within your fellowship that says, you know what, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. This isn't healthy for me. Um, this fellowship family actually is stumbling me more than it's helping me, and and it's perfectly okay to go to another church. And it's, it's good to guard your heart because we don't want to leave all hyper-judgmental. We don't want to leave, you know, uh, you know, like, we don't want to leave in a way that would be looking down and, and, and being mad or upset. As a matter of fact, before you leave, 
you should sit down with your pastor and talk with them and and let your heart be known to them you could be a tool that would minister to them um you know because you're you're in a fragile place right now and the last thing you need is someone to influence you to go renegade you know uh and to be to leave mad and upset which is probably what your mom's talking about you know let's just guard your heart because this is a fragile time in your life but leave in love and leave on good terms and leave with the joy of the Lord and, and say thank you for all the great things that happened in that church and all the wonderful 23 years that you've been there. I think if, if, if you can leave in a way where there's just love and joy and you, you don't become upset or hypercritical, the Lord will put you right where he wants you. Yeah, because it's just been so hard because I've been wrestling with this question for like months. And it's, you know, a lot of people don't support me, but it's hard. No. And you know that you, you you know that there's a lot there, there's a lot to be said of where you're at right now, where you feel alone, but you're seeking. This is something that you're learning how to follow God, and yeah. and you're learning how to follow God. I remember a time, although it's not as a drastic situation, but I remember. Uh, they they brought the disciples in before the religious rulers, and they told them, "Don't preach the gospel anymore." And and Peter's response was powerful. Um, he says, "He says, you know, you guys, you tell me whether you whether you think we should obey man or God." Um, let me read it to you better. It says, uh, "He says, uh, da, 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 da. Peter Peter and the other apostles answered and said." We ought to obey God rather than man. And, and sometimes our lives come to that place where, you know, this, we have to choose to obey God. And it's, it's for your own spiritual health. Right. Oh, yeah. I pretty much that. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's very nice to have another perspective other than just people that you know. <laughs> But, and, um, and you know, you as, pray for me. I will. I'll give you another. I'll, I'll give you something else in this journey. A couple things um, on our website in the Book of Acts. I taught a Bible study. I, actually, I think I did four Bible studies, and I I titled it "A Church That Is Well," because that's the kind of church you want to find. And I use the word "well" W E L L to define what you're looking for in a healthy church. And I think that would be helpful for you to just to receive. Um, and uh, you can go on the app and search that. And then, and then another thing you can do during this time is you can continue to fellowship in this current church while you attend another church on a Saturday night or a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just begin. I've been doing okay. that. Okay, good. Yeah, just to check out, you know, what's out there. Because yes. sometimes it feels like, you know. Like, it just feels like this is the church. This is it. And it's kind of not like that. That's what I've noticed. Well, no, that's the problem. You know, I, 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 I do think, though, if you walked into Calvary Chapel in Greeley, that Pastor Jeff and those guys would take really good care of you. It's funny because I've been, I've been um, attending here and there. You know? Yes, good. It, good. Yeah. But if you I, could I know, pray for and me, there's a, Father, I pray for my sister. I know it's a very difficult time. I hear it in her. Um, I hear the wrestling uh, that is is in her. I know she wants to honor those that she loves. She wants to honor her current church family. 
even as her perspective, Lord, and her understanding of theology is growing her beyond what's being taught there. So would you help her, Lord? Would you grow her and lead her, God, that even just to that point of decision, and then give her the strength just to make it so that she can get through this barrier and come out on the other side a stronger person. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, let us know how it goes. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Got open lines. I got a text here, which is a good one, um, but it's going to be hard to answer. It says, how do you become a First Peter 3.3 3 wife? So let's go over to First Peter 3.3. 3, and hopefully my wife Marie is listening because, number one, I'm, I'm ill-equipped to answer this on a personal level um, because I can, I can answer it from a spiritual level. Uh, and I will, but I've been wanting Marie and I to do a one one of the Calvary lives together, and and really minister to marriages and um, a, add a women a woman's perspective to some of these questions. So so be praying, would you? Um, because this would be a perfect question for my wife to help me with, um, because I believe that my wife is far beyond. First uh, Peter three three wife, but let's start in verse one. Uh, it says, "Wives likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. That when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on apparel, but rather let it be the hidden person of the heart, the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit." which is very precious in the sight of God. So de- since this is a text question, and we don't, I don't exactly know what direction you're going, um, since you focused on 3, verse 3, it may be that you're concerned about um, the putting on of makeup and arranging of the hair, and perhaps thinking that chapter 3, verse 3 is a prohibition against this. It's not a prohibition against this. It is an emphasis on the greater gift that you can give to your husband. Now, of course, your husband loves you and already thinks you're attractive um, because God is a genius. And I, I, I say that with my tongue in cheek, you know, because that's an understatement, right? But God purposely made men attracted, made women attractive to men and men attractive to women. That is God's order and that is God's design. And so you're, you, it could very well be that it is your looks that caught your husband's eye. I can say in high school, it was the looks of Marie that caught my eye. Uh, it was it, it was her, I believe. I remember it like it was yesterday. I believe that uh, she was the most beautiful girl and, uh, and set off to pursue her. Uh, of course, I wasn't saved, so we don't need that testimony, but it, it was her looks, and I think today... I can't tell her enough of how beautiful I think she is, uh, and 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 she knows that it is not merely because of her makeup and her hair, because the greater thing that Marie and I have both grown into is the hidden person of the heart. My wife is a woman of integrity. Um, she has an incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit. Now, of course, it's in her own personality, and uh, and her personality is a strong personality. That's and and there's there's nothing wrong with strong personalities. That's 
God made her that way. Uh, but even within her strong personality, I've seen a softness. I've seen a spiritual growth. I think we have both changed dramatically by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so what I believe Peter is speaking to here is the necessity of cultivating the inner woman. And it's not just your looks, because we all know as we get older, our looks change. Uh, that's just the way it is. Um, that that's uh, men get bald and we gain weight and whatever whatever things change and and so it can't be just the outward it can't be um, I don't think that verse three is a prohibition to taking care of the outward or to desiring to take care of the outward but but the translators in the original Greek added a word it's in italics in the New King James but they add a word so that there's a contrast here. And so it says, don't let your adornment be merely outward. Don't let it be merely outward. Or in the New Living, it says, don't be concerned about the outward beauty that depends on fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, and beautiful clothes. You should be known for the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. And, and there's a true connection here. Uh, of necessity of cultivating the spiritual woman. Um, go to our website, or I mean, go to go to the app, and I taught a study on this. And in First Peter three three, that's the good thing of going. That's the good thing about going through the Bible verse by verse. If you have a question about a verse, you can just go listen to the Bible study where we gave a much more thorough uh, understanding and teaching in it. But great question, and just you asking the question, no doubt. Uh, reflects if you're, I know it came in through the text, but if you're a wife, it reflects that you're on that path, that the Lord is really leading you in that area to be a cultivator of the inward woman, to be a blessing to your husband, to be a blessing to your kids, and to be a blessing to the body of Christ. 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions. Give us a call. I know Jeremiah's waiting in Centennial. We'll get to you after the break. Uh, and we've got open lines, uh, which is a good thing for you. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. Even if you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM, remember, you're hearing this one-week delay, but you can call during the show, and you will, you will be talking live to the host it just will be aired one week later, which is kind of cool because then you can listen to the radio next week and hear yourself uh, as you go through. So it's kind of cool. 303-690-3000. Text me. 720-336-0897. And we'll fill some of the gaps with texts as we need. Listen to the Bible study I shared last night, The Freedom Forgiveness Gives. And I know that God wants to use it um, I'm going to probably uh, tweet it out in a minute to uh, those on social media uh, and get it out there so that if this is an issue in your life, I know that the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you and grow you in God's grace. And we got a lot to cover. Um, we've got a big gathering tomorrow morning uh, here at Calvary. It's our, pa our quarterly pastor's breakfast and wives get together. Pastors in the morning, wives at night, and you guys in in Denver, you guys in the metro area, all throughout Colorado. If you're a pastor of a church, uh, and you are invited, and uh, we don't have an exhaustive list of every church in the, the state, we might get one one day. But 
Uh, this is not just a Calvary Church, uh, Calvary Chapel family invite, although that's the family I'm a part of. It's extended to everyone. And uh, we especially want to know, want you to know there's no strings attached. We're just here to serve you, love you, and encourage you in the battle. And I'll tell you what, we don't see other churches in our town as competitors. You are not our competitors. You are our companions. We want to fight the good fight together. We want to see your church grow. We want to see you encouraged. We want to see your marriages strong. We don't want to see it. We don't want to hear another pastor falling to adultery, or we don't want to hear another pastor being beat up by the flock. We want you encouraged. So if you want to come, come. We just need you to sign up. Call the church, 303-628-7200. Hey, we'll be right back. Stick with us. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, taking your calls and your questions. So grateful to be a part of uh, what God's doing in your life, uh, talking about the things of the Lord. This Calvary Live is a show that's designed to uh, be pastoral in handling the Bible uh, with questions that come in. Sometimes it's Bible questions, sometimes it's prayer requests, sometimes we're talking through things together. But the Word of God is the tool that we use, and the Holy Spirit is our guide, and we just take your calls open. So if you're listening for the very first time and you want to be on the air, the number to dial to be on the air is 303-690-3000. And I suggest you save it because you never know when a question comes up. You can put it in your phone and you never know when something's on your mind. And then we also have a dedicated text line, and it's for texting only. So if you call it or leave a message, nobody's going to read it, listen to it, or even see it. So only text. And we only really um, monitor it during the show. It's 720-336-0897. And I want to share with you, um, well, first, um, Jeremiah's been waiting. Let me just get this. Let me get this call because this... We've been waiting patiently in Centennial. Line two is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call, Pastor Ed. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I think I saw that it was a four-year-old. Am I not? You're a four-year-old. Got it. <laughs> I yeah, thought it was going to be a four-year-old. Yeah. No, you don't I sound definitely four. sound mature for four. <laughs> um, I have my four-year-old Benjamin in the back seat, and uh, he's pretty much okay. grown up listening to Al Pittman in the mornings and Calvary Live on the way home. Okay. Around uh, Christmas time, we were listening to uh, a Mercy Me CD, um, a song called Ghost, and um, he asked me some questions about what it meant to have a ghost inside and, and uh, you know, the Holy Ghost, and I did my best to answer some questions for him. Um, yes. And uh, I've been thinking about calling a while, and I just was hoping maybe you could talk to him on the air and uh, maybe just explain wh- how you would to a four-year-old um, the Holy Ghost. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to hang up so he can listen to it on the radio. Okay, his name is Benjamin? Benjamin. Okay, great. Okay, Benjamin, there in the back seat, tooting along on the road. What a great question that you're asking, Benjamin. And I'm so happy that in your mind right now, you're asking questions about God. Because one thing, Benjamin, you need to know, with, and I know you do, but it's good for me to remind you personally, 
is that God loves you. And, and because of his love for you, he sent his son Jesus Christ just for you. And you know, Jesus died, but then he rose again from the dead. And because of that, you can live forever with God. And God, in his Bible, you know, he wrote a book for us. It's called the Bible. And I know you read it all the time with your dad. And in his Bible, God reveals to us who he is. It actually tells us who God is. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to make it up. Uh, God tells us who he is. And one of the ways that God manifests, God shows himself is through the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's why ghost is the word, because it's actually really not the right word to use. But you know, there are different Bibles, and maybe your dad can find on a phone, or in a maybe he has an old copy of a Bible known as the King James. And it was translated many years ago, and instead of spirit, they use the word ghost. But God is not a ghost at all. And we're not to be messing around with ghosts. We're not to be messing around with that kind of stuff because that's not from God. God is a spirit. And when when and, and I like the song that you're listening to by Mercy Me because, you know, they're a little bit older like us, right? And so Holy Ghost is a translation from the Bible, so they use that phrase. But what they really mean is, is that God lives inside of you. If you have asked God to forgive you of your sins... And Jeremiah, by now, I think you already have. I can hear it from I can hear it just from your dad's discipleship and care for you that when a person is born again and gets new life from God, he receives the very presence of God living inside of us. And God helps us to think. He helps us to do the right thing. He gives us power to do the right thing. He gives us new desires, you know, like like Benjamin, the time that you want to obey your dad, that came from God. He's living inside of you. And and so when we when we sing a song like that, we really mean that God lives inside of us and and that he is permanently living inside of us until we meet him face to face one day. And so that's a great question. And keep asking those questions, and we'll keep coming up with answers. And you might even have another question to ask. So you can just tell your dad, and he can call, and we'll answer it again. But I bet you, one more thing, I bet you really are enjoying Pastor Al Pittman in the morning, isn't he? Is, aren't you? Isn't he just the one of the most lively, uh, powerful Bible teachers? And the good thing about uh, my role here, Benjamin, as a pastor is that I know Al Pittman personally. I know him and his wife Norma and his and his boys, and he is a good man. He is the real deal, and so I'm glad you get to listen to him in the morning. Have have fun when you get home. Be safe. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, Amber's in Westminster, Colorado. Amber, welcome to the program. Hey, Amber, welcome. And Amber is gone. We're going to pray, though. I see her request. She wanted to pray for her mom and husband to get saved. So, Father, I just ask that uh, in Amber's relationship with her family, we ask for you to minister and speak to her mom and husband. We pray for their salvation. 
We pray for it now. In Jesus' name, we ask, God, that the blood of the cross, the atonement that was provided, far from being limited, is unlimited. And it's available to this woman and her husband. And we pray that they would repent of their sins and acknowledge you as their creator and follow you, knowing that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's go down to Colorado Springs on line three. James is waiting. James, welcome to the program. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I just have You're a prayer there? request. Um, okay. Uh, my, I have an ex-wife, um, and uh, apparently I mean, she divorced me, and apparently she's just uh, still having problems, I guess. Okay. Uh, did something positive for her um, uh, a little while ago, um, and that she asked of me, and I did it um, to be kind. And then, um, then she kind of uh, like a like I guess you would call like a social media kind of attack, uh, where she posted some things um, that were kind of harmful for me. Um, yes. And so it was a little confusing for me because I did something positive. And then she uh, attacked me for it. Um, so I just wanted to pray for her, her peace of mind, and for for Let's do that peacefulness um, for her to find that peace that she needs. Okay, let me talk for a second before we do pray for her. Let me talk for a second about how it feels to be attacked on Facebook, uh, because that happens to me quite regularly with people. Uh, and it's a painful thing to endure because they have my phone number and they could call me and they could work through the things that, that they are posting or saying because the Bible says if you have a problem with someone, um, Matthew 18, Jesus taught us to go to that person, you and him alone. So just for those listening, you know, the, the social media is not the way that a believer takes care of their issues. Uh, it's, it's probably the most passive-aggressive uh, way of handling things. And I know that that there's, for whatever reason, people feel like they're justified. They feel like they, they have a voice. But the best thing to do is to live in unity in Christ. And, uh, and so I just want to acknowledge that I know it's hard for you. That's a painful thing to endure. And how are you to respond? Don't write back. Don't answer it. Don't defend yourself on social media because it's just a trap. It's a trap that um, if, if it really hurt you, let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, um, maybe you can answer this for me. On a scale of one to ten, how bad did it hurt? Oh, it, the, the initial impact was pretty harsh. It was on Facebook. Um, initially, got a text. It was a journal, a, a therapy kind of thing that I wrote in a journal. Um, yes. And then she uh, she posted it on Facebook. Um, and I don't right. have access to it. I found out through other people. Yes. Um, Which so is... I couldn't even defend myself. Um, so here's so the response. It, it was pretty harmful. <laughs> and and it, the reason it's harmful is because you love them. And you love her, I would say. You know, you care. And because you care, um, you know, our, we wrestle not, it's really not even about the people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are just the tools that the enemy are using to try to hurt you and destroy you. And so we're to pray for, you know, that we're to continue, like you're asking right now, we're to pray for our enemies and, you know, enemies don't necessarily need to be the worst of the worst. But when someone takes you, tries to take you out on 
on Facebook instead of calling or emailing you or, or spreading rumors or lying or whatever, um, you know, we, we need to be careful because they, we, we, what we need to do is keep our eyes on the Lord. Uh, because those that don't have their eyes on the Lord are always tempting others to get their eyes off. And so what you're doing right now, I just I want you to know that the kind of pain that you're feeling is real. And social media has increased and, inc- and increased the amount of pain that the enemy can do through people. And, and we just move on. We live our life and we, we, we continue to love and we continue to do the right thing. And, and even though you did a good deed for her, you know, continue to do it in the future. Um, let me just read to you what Jesus said, and then we'll pray for her. Um, but okay. Jesus taught us. And, you know, he teaches, the teachings of our Lord and Savior are so counterintuitive to the world. Uh, the world says just tear people up, destroy them. You know, social media has created this thing where just say whatever you want to say. It doesn't matter because you're justified. But, you know, social media doesn't take into account the relationship. You know, sometimes people will post things on on uh, on Facebook, and then they'll look at you and they like, "Oh, you're such the best. You're so great." They would never tell it to you in person. And we just need to be careful. Jesus said this. He says uh, in Matthew chapter five, um, uh, da, 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 he says, "Well, let's start with verse thirty-eight." He says, "You have heard in the law of Moses, if an eye is injured, injured the eye of the person who did it." If a tooth gets knocked out, knock out the tooth of the person who did it. But I say to you, don't resist an evil person. If you're slapped on the right cheek, turn the other too. If you're ordered to court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask. Don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You have heard that the law of Moses said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven because he gives his sunlight to the evil and to the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. If you love only those who love you, what good is that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you're kind only to your friends, how different from any, how different are you from anyone else? Even pagans do that. And, and so as you're processing this, you asking for prayer is a great step of extending love uh, to your ex-wife. So let's pray for her. Sure. Father, we, um, we pray for this, uh, for James' ex-wife. And the, Well, first of all, I want to lift up my brother, Lord, um, because I uh, understand a little bit of the pain that he's feeling. And I don't have the same circumstances, but the same stuff, Lord. And, and we just pray that you would comfort and heal and strengthen and for his ex-wife, that you would heal her. She's going through, um, I, who knows what she's going through, Lord? Who knows what her mind's doing? Who knows uh, what she's trying to process? And how hard this whole scenario was, and how hard the marriage was, and all of this. And God, you are a God who restores. You're a God who repairs. You're a God who forgives. And, and I pray that you would do a great work in James and in his ex-wife. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, hey, James. And I, I, I don't I, want to harbor I, any, any animosity. I don't want that. Amen. It'll just destroy us. We don't want it. <laughs> It'll just destroy us, and we're not going there. Um, and if you were listening at the early part of the uh, of their show, I did a study just last night on the topic of forgiveness. 
and so if you email me, I'll flip that email around and I'll respond to you with a link to that study and also a link to the process of forgiveness and reconciliation. It's really powerful. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I did mention in the first half if uh, we did deliver that message on forgiveness, and you can email me directly at pastored at calvaryaurora.org, and I'll respond. Just give me a little while because we've got the big pastor's breakfast in the morning, but hopefully by the end of tomorrow um, or sometime soon, um, I will respond to it, and I'll get you the link, and I'll get you the—I'll actually send you two links uh, and— prepare uh, uh, some tools that will just pour into your soul the beauty of forgiveness. That's where we're free. We are set free through forgiveness. And the biggest issue when it comes to forgiveness, I think, is that it's often confused with reconciliation. You see, forgiveness is the act of obedience that you give to a person for all the sin that they've done against you, whether you can speak to them or not. Because sometimes you're unable to speak to them. Sometimes they don't want you to speak to them. Sometimes they've passed away and you can't speak to them. And so the forgiveness is an act of obedience. And that's, that's just to be given because we forgive because we've been forgiven. But the confusing part about it is, is that you say, well, I forgave them, but we're still not friends. Or I forgave them, but they haven't changed. Or I forgave them and nothing's getting better. Well, that's where you take forgiveness to the next level, and that speaks of reconciliation. Forgiveness does not create reconciliation. Forgiveness only releases the person from their debt to you, and from you releasing them, you release yourself from bitterness and anger. What's required for reconciliation is repentance. So you can't just pretend things didn't happen. You can't just pretend, well, I'm forgiving you for something, but it never happened. You know, and the other person's response, well, it never happened. Okay. I mean, if that's where you stand, I, 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 you know it happened, and you know you said it, you know you did it, and we aren't just, we're not going to have the kind of relationship that God really ordains if you don't admit that you did anything. And repentance is necessary. And that's an acknowledgement not only of the sin before God, but a sin before man. And that's often a confusing thing. Some of you are listening right now. You know, if you, you just think, well, I'm completely innocent. I never did anything wrong. Uh, she never did anything wrong. He never did. All right. Now continue to live that way. And, and really a person like that says, well, they never did anything wrong. They just keep doing wrong after wrong after wrong by holding on to Whatever the whatever it is, you know the enemy's really slick. I can't speak to every single thing. Um, um, uh, here's a quick question. Uh, Alex did not want to be on the air, so I'll just answer it for you, Alex. Uh, in New Jersey, when the rapture comes, will it be visible? Uh, yes and no. Uh, the believers will see Jesus in the air, and because it's going to happen in a twinkling of an eye. Um, I don't think that it's going to be as visible as his second coming where every eye will see him. Um, but I wouldn't call it invisible because the effects of the rapture will be very visible. Uh, it, it'll be a... Ca- we often kind of think and movies have put the rapture as uh, you know some kind of nice, sweet, beautiful, quick thing where the f- clothes are left on the bed and everybody goes on with their life. 
But I want you to consider that the rapture is going to be a cataclysmic event for the earth. It actually, I believe, is going to help establish the Antichrist in his rule and reign to help calm and, and keep a peace. Uh, it's, it's, the cataclysmic things will be like if a believer was driving a car, a bus, a plane, um, the, the reality of the absence of believers in a twinkling of an eye is going to be a very visible phenomenon if, if the rap, because it happens so quickly, the twinkling of the eye, you're not going to be able to dwell on it, take pictures of it, but you will see the effects of it. And so I, I, a lot of people will, and Alex, I don't think you're doing this because I don't see it in your question, but a lot of people will say, how can the, the rapture is a false doctrine because of the invisible return of Jesus Christ? It's not an invisible return. Every single believer will see him. It's not invisible. But it's, and that only helps to make it distinct from the second coming. You remember, for the rapture of the church, Jesus comes for his saints, and every saint will see him. So in that sense, it's not invisible at all. And then for the second coming, he returns with his saints, and every eye will see him. It will be a very dramatic end to the tribulation period. Great question. 303-690-3000. Let me scroll up here. I think Shannon in Decono. Yes. Shannon, welcome to the program. Hey, so where in the world is Decono? You know what? Decono is a little small town um, right by Firestone and Frederick. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Um, The reason I'm calling it, you kind of helped me in the last, um, what you you were just recently talking about. Um, Yes. When the Antichrist comes, how can we let people know it's not him because it says he kind of uh, counterfeits Christ. Is there going to be a certain way? I know you said saints will know that it's the coming of the, of Christ, but how can we let other people know the difference? Like, I, I have a granddaughter. I just had yes. recently had a granddaughter, and I want to let her know. Let's say she has a granddaughter, kids, and I want them to be able to know the difference between the Antichrist and the true Christ King. Yes. Well, the Antichrist is introduced to us really in Revelation chapter 13, and, you know, we learn a lot about him uh, from, from 13 and whether it, um, what he, what he's going to look like, what, what his authority is going to be and, and all that's going to happen. But your, your, the question, the, the best thing to do when it comes to the Antichrist is to focus on Jesus Christ, because when you know the Bible does declare, we don't know. We first of all, um, we don't know who he is right now. But sensing the urgency of the times that we're in right now, I believe he's alive. I believe he's alive on the earth today, and and the characteristics of him will be very easy to see after the rapture, because he will be the one world ruler. He will be it. There will be one guy running the world. And that's the one you'd say, that's the Antichrist. But prior to that, though, remember the Bible teaches us there are many Antichrists and, and the spirit of Antichrist. And anti, um, that, that um, prefix can mean uh, in place of or beside. And so you see a lot of false teachings, false truths, a lot of weird things that are leading up to the revelation of the Antichrist. But he's going to be a one-world ruler. You know, he's, he's, going to, um, he's, he's going to rule the world for three and a half years of peace, uh, seemingly peace. 
He's going to make a treaty. He's going to the, the the dynamic thing I believe about the Antichrist is that he's going to make a treaty with the, with Israel, and somehow this guy is going to be able to solve the Middle East crisis wow. and the tension. And I don't know if you saw today, but the uh, I saw it yesterday. But it, the state of New York just uh, passed a a law that allows abortion at any time during the pregnancy, including the second before a baby is born from the womb. Oh my gosh! Have you heard the the word mystery Babylon? Have you ever? I oh, oh yes, sure. You, I feel like New York is mystery Babylon, and I feel like just. Well, when let me, Antichrist let me, come, he's going to come in human form. Oh, he's going to be a man. You bet. He's going to be. He's going to have all the. He's going to be given all the power of Satan, but he's going to be a human being. Yes, he's, he's not. He's going to claim to be Jesus Christ. He is. He's and, going to be claimed to be the world's savior. To tell people that. He, oh, what, what, let, so, so the reason I bring up New York is it kind of, kind of sounds like a an odd, <clears throat> an odd thing to bring up while talking about the Antichrist, it's but not it's odd not at all for me. So, so for for those listening in, the spirit of the Antichrist is behind an absolute atrocious, uh, I, I don't even know the words to use. And there, I saw a picture of, of the governor, Cuomo, with a big cat, you know, Cheshire cat smile on his face. Oh, my gosh. And, 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 and so think, here is one man, one political man, who oversees a state, you know, millions of people, who is able to uh, see a law pass, sign it with his own hand, with a smile on his face, that's what the Antichrist is going to look like. And then he's going to go back to work, and he's going to uh, work on potholes, and he's going to he's going to go back to work. But the reality of a of and I'm not and let me be clear, I'm not saying that Cuomo is the Antichrist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I understand. you ask, just for those that are listening in too. The the when you ask the question, how do I help my daughter? You explain to her biblically what happened in New York at her age. Okay. And you, you let her know that is not reflective of the heart of God. And, no. and you focus not on the Antichrist. That You'll waste your time doing that. Focus not on the Antichrist, but teach her the attributes of Jesus Christ by showing her the false. You say, look at this guy. Amen. He signed a thing to kill babies in the womb. And again, Amen. you use the language with your daughter. I don't know how old she is. But, but, but God's heart is to value life. Jesus, you see, in this world's thinking, they kill. In God's heart, he died for us. It's, it's, and, and with that kind of discipleship with your kids, you know, my view of the rapture is we hope your daughter and you aren't here to see the Antichrist. Um, we might see him start to come to power in some way, but we're certainly seeing the, the age of Antichrist come where, you know, the sense that one man could rule the whole world, check. One man can be looked to as uh, by, by people as a leader, check. Um, money is centralized in one place, check. We have a global economy, check. I mean, the, you gonna, can certainly see the, things. Heal the sick? Like, He'll have right? lying signs and wonders, so definitely there will be, I, I believe there'll be fake signs and wonders like the devil can do. They'll, they'll only yeah. be imposters. They'll only be fake. They won't be the power of God. Well, I, look, I sure do look forward to the day that he gets put away. Well, you know, it's all a part of God's plan, and yeah. uh, he definitely will be, you read the rest of the book of Revelation, and it's only a temporary 
It's only temporary, you know, and that's why we focus on Jesus Christ, because he's eternal, and, and, and he's the one that we need to learn. We need to learn to love him, serve him, submit to him, and spread the good news that he came to save. Yes, and that he will return to, to put away the evil. Yes, he will. Every wrong will be made right uh, in eternity. Every tear will be removed, and every wrong will be made right. That's the, it's the hope of heaven. Um, thank you so much, and I love listening to you, and your advice is, is so greatly appreciated. Well, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is for tomorrow, because we are done today. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to do the show today. I've had a massive headache all day, and I wasn't sure. I waited till the last minute to ask Kevin to put a uh, encore on, and and I didn't have to do it. God is just so uh, gracious to me that we could join together today. So thank you. Pray for us in the morning. You know, if, if you're a pastor listening uh, and you have a, maybe you want to bring your elders, you want to bring assistant pastors, this is a free breakfast that we put on in conjunction with Grace FM at our church in Aurora. And it's free. I mean, literally, we want nothing from you but to love you and serve you and encourage you. And it'll be tomorrow morning. Just call the church when the church opens at 8, 303 628, or just show up. We'll figure out a way to take care of it when you show up. Appreciate uh, being a small part of the big work that God's doing in your life. And Lord willing, we'll be back next time. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.